All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 155. And small disclaimer, before we talk about what it is that we talk about, I kind of a little bit, maybe, sort of dropped the ball a little bit, kind of, on the recording. So excuse us if the audio just sounds a little bit different different for the first i don't know 30 minutes it was because i realized that i did not have the mixer plugged into my laptop and the laptop was doing the recording instead of the microphone connected to the mixer so anyway up ahead we talk about a little uh i guess you can say a little downgrade that my car is experiencing out of old age and just kind of the disappointment that I have with that. And then what happened to me today at the car wash? I'll give you a hint. It has to do with people and them being a dumbass. And then we transition quite uh, abruptly to a saga that I can't believe that I didn't share with Victor about, about a fountain in my parents' backyard and how that has become a nature conservatory over the course of the past couple of months and you know that naturally transitions into a conversation victor and i have about the birds and the bees no nothing untoward (laughs) but nature the bird the literal birds and the literal bees and all the other creatures critters plants and animals that are just exploding all over the place it's quite a delightful experience so with that episode number 155 of stream thought we hope you enjoy. I went grocery shopping earlier, and I was really excited because I hadn't had goldfish crackers in a long time. But goldfish crackers. Anyway, no. so get this. So I noticed this maybe maybe last week, I want to say, but now it's become a little bit, uh, I guess you could say, reality has set in or it's just kind of annoying but the digital clock the lcd clock in my car was fading i was like oh man i hope it doesn't go completely dark soon or why not and now i can't even tell what time it is and it's annoying i didn't even know that was a thing you don't realize how much you use something until it's gone and i I don't know. I just, it's always a habit. I look to see what time it is, make sure I'm on time for where I'm going or how late I am or how early or whatever. And it's one of those where I look at the clock just out of habit. And it's, and thinking back, it's almost like, like I said, it's just out of habit just to see what time it is. And now, I look at it, it's like, oh, I, I don't know what time it is because I can't see. And then I think for a second, well, maybe it's because of my sunglasses because I have polarized sunglasses, which make it a little bit more difficult to see LCD screens. Nope. Take the sunglasses off and I can't see it. And of course, I can really only see it if there's like, sh- if I'm driving somewhere where there's shade, but essentially the clock in my car no longer works or it still works but i can't see what time it is ever and it's incredibly it's not frustrating but it's just disappointing it's just huh all right i guess this uh this car is just getting a little bit older it's a 2004 so, model okay. so it's 17 and years it's old. the original it's the original um lcd screen that came with the car from 17 years ago yeah (laughs) well yeah that is that is actually something that would really frustrate me i don't think i've ever had to deal with a situation like that but man i know for me i don't know if you do this too where you set your clock in your car a couple minutes ahead of what the actual time is i do not do that i set my i want my clock to be the correct time oh that's so fascinating because for me i don't know maybe maybe it's my my procrastinating nature perhaps that i always i feel more psychologically comfortable knowing that it's not the exact time and maybe there's an extra 60 seconds to 120 seconds of uh of space in between so uh in my mind i'm thinking that's the actual time but then realizing that when i get there okay even if i'm a minute late i'm still a minute early kind of thing 
See, my thing is, if I know, if I'm, I just like knowing the exact time. I know you're, and you're also a very punctual person. <laughs> what of one of my few friends who is extraordinarily punctual? So I like yeah. being on time. I like, I like things that are orderly. You know. Um, and- but speaking of cars, here's another thing that happened to me today. After I what did I go do? I went grocery shopping, and then right after that, I went to the chiropractor, and then after the chiropractor, I looked at my car and said, I, I have to get a car wash. My car is absolutely filthy. It, one of the things I learned out here since coming to L.A. is it, it does not take very long for your car to become filthy, and then it just gets filthier and filthier and filthier. And so I go to the car wash, and there's this car wash that I go to. Okay, so get this first of all. So there's plenty of car washes. There's car washes all over the place. And there are car washes where it's like 30 bucks to get your car wash, where they do the whole thing. You sit and wait, and they they wash it by hand and blah, blah, blah. I don't need that. I just, I'm just trying to spend, you know, 5 or $6 and do the bare minimum because I know my car is going to get filthy again. And, you know, I'm not trying to make washing my car a monthly bill. And so there's this place on Santa Monica Boulevard where you can drive your car into a into the bay and wash it yourself, where you swipe your card and you select, you know, rinse, soap, wax, foam, whatever, and you spray, and then they have this brush with foam coming out and whatnot. And anytime I have gone there or have driven by, when when you get when you enter the garage on Santa Monica Boulevard, it's it's one way. That way vehicles coming off of Santa Monica Boulevard can pull into the bay. And when you're finished, you have to exit and go onto a side street. And so vehicles will pull off from Santa Monica Boulevard and then just go to whatever bay is available. And if there's a car, then they just go directly behind the car in any particular bay. So I go up, and this dumb motherfucker has pulled, like, he parked his car, instead of being perpendicular with the bay, as if he's directly lined up behind a car, he is parallel with the bay, with um, the bays and with Santa Monica Boulevard. So that it's almost like he's look, he's watching like four or five different bays, so then the first car that leaves, he gets that spot. That's not how it fucking works. You just get wow. directly behind a car, because what happens is, then there was another car behind him doing the same thing, and then there was my car. So this dumb motherfucker set this set the tone for the way he's going to wait. It's like, great. So now there's only two vehicles on the lot that are waiting. And anybody else that wants to wait is going to have to take up a lane on Santa Monica Boulevard. You're such a dumb motherfucker. And so, wow. I, and so what I do, I see this car start to leave. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be that asshole in Santa Monica Boulevard. Cause this dumb ass can't get his shit together. So I pull in front of him and I go in a bay that opens up and at the same time the bay next to me opened up so I thought he would just go there and so I get out the car and he he kind of walks up he's like hey you know we were all waiting in line and I thought he would say something like that so I said to him you know hey I'm sorry but you're blocking you're blocking the bays you need to line up directly behind the cars so you don't block traffic on Santa Monica Boulevard before I could say any of that before I, I said maybe four words He's like, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, I'm not even going to get in an argument with you. I don't want to hear it. And so he's walking away and I finished what my thought was. I'm sorry, but you need, you were, you can't block traffic on Santa Monica Boulevard. You know, I wasn't going to get into an argument with him, but I was going to make sure that he knew what my thought process was. Dumb motherfucker. And it's just like so <laughs> aggravating. Like you, you dumb fuck. Like why, how are you not thinking of what the consequences are? for your dumb ass to line up the way that it did. Like, it's very obvious. And, and sometimes when I go to this car wash, it's packed. And, like, you need to, you're waiting for 10 or 15 minutes. And other times, it's not. This was happened to be a time where it wasn't really that crowded. But anybody who's anybody should know that there is order to how things should be done. And your dumb ass... Yes lining up the way you were so that only two vehicles, including yourself, can be on the lot and everybody else would have to wait on Santa Monica Boulevard, it made me happy to cut right in front of him because he was being such a dumbass. (laughs) 
Oh, that's so funny. I know, well, because I know you're not really a confrontational person, but at the same time, people do stupid shit, and it feels as though that's something that, you're gonna say something. You're gonna, you're gonna let them know reality. Well, what was good about this guy was he, he just said his two cents and turned around and walked away. It's not like he was in my face or anything, at which things right, probably would have yeah, escalated yeah. and I would have told him to fuck off. But because he got his panties in a knot, you know, I'm washing my car with a smile on my face like, yeah, you dumbass, serves you right. Like, fucking use your head. <laughs> I've never seen that. And yeah. all the times I've driven down that road or gone there to, to get my car washed, it has always been you just pick a bay, you line up directly behind that car, and you wait until it's your turn and as opposed to taking up space so that you can have the first pick of any bay that opens up. That's It's not efficient. That's just not how it works. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at I understand is, the frustration. It yeah. was it puts a smile on my face when people get upset about things they either should not get upset about or they get about they get upset because they then are experiencing the consequences of their dumbass doing something stupid. Well, and I know too. I just keep thinking back to stuff. Well, I mean, guess ministry too. But the most visceral stuff for me was like working at Target where people wouldn't, I mean, they tried to use expired coupons or they'd get very upset about this, that, or the other thing. And my response wouldn't be to be confrontational or anything. It would be to be as super friendly and annoyingly nice as possible while still kind of standing my ground. I was like, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should reiterate too, when, when he said, hey, you're blocking everyone, my, my, res- my tone was not that of being an asshole. You know, I said, you know, I'm, you know it was... I, I, I was trying to explain. I was, it was out of explanation, not out of, you know, well, fuck off. It was out of explanation. And no, I don't want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. And so I was like, well, whatever. Not, not going to ruin my day. Okay, I'm just trying to let you know why I did. I'm not doing it to be an asshole. I'm doing it because actually you're being an asshole and you're fucking everything up. But that's what I was yeah. thinking. That wasn't what I was projecting in terms of my tone or voice. Right, yeah, but still, being told that you're wrong, and this is kind of the thing that I've learned over the course of my life, is that being told that you're wrong is, they will never hear that. They will always come up with some sort of self-defense mechanism that justifies what their actions were if they're in a moment being told that something's wrong. I I mean, I bring this up a lot, I know, I think to my brother, where it's like, (laughs) if if you tell him he's wrong, he gets very defensive and just goes on the attack as a result, even if he is wrong. Um, people are just like that. They they respond very, yeah, intensely. So that's great, though, that he wasn't going to be a confrontational douche and just a passive-aggressive douche. Anyway, that's what I was leading off with. <laughs> oh, and I guess I should say, I know the last, I think it was the, the last two episodes or the last three episodes or whatever it was, you were, uh, how I made fun of you for being an hour late. Now, I will say, I was... I'll admit, and I'll throw out there, I was 15 minutes late to the recording, but it was because it was my dad's birthday today, and so we all got on WhatsApp, and we did a uh, a video call through WhatsApp. No kidding. I know yeah. how much you hate that. Yeah. I, well, I'll, I mean, it was his birthday, so. But also because um, I don't uh, talk to... Like, I talk to my mom on a, um, pretty much every week. I don't talk to my dad every week, I, but I usually mostly communicate with him through text messaging. And because oh. when the whole uh, pandemic happened, my mom was all and my sister were all about, like, Zoom calls, Zoom calls, Zoom calls. It's like, I don't – fuck no. I don't need this. And so if it's a once-in-a-while thing, I can do that. But if you're trying to make a regular thing out of these FaceTime Zoom calls, you know – Unless you're doing a podcast, I don't care to communicate like that. I'd rather just do a phone call or a text message. So there was no problem on my end having participated in the video chat. And an old soul. Yeah. Dude, this whole week, man, has just been video chat after video chat. I know we recorded earlier this week, and I just... It has been nonstop throughout this whole time. And I... I don't know. I like the convenience of the fact that I can be dressed more or less like a schlub and just throw on my clerical collar when I need to do those ministry meetings or if we're doing this podcast or whatever. Just, yeah, it's so much more convenient, but at the same time, it's exhausting. Oh my God, it's so exhausting. 
especially when it just adds up over and over again. You don't really have that time to process when there's back-to-back-to-back meetings, whereas you might be moving around in real life where you have different locations you have to get to for different meetings. I was just about to say... to process. Yes. I was just about to say, having to be somewhere physically present, moving from one place to another, allows you to just kind of decompress and mentally get in the right way. Whereas a video chat, you know, you can have your meeting from one to two and then another meeting from two to three, and it's it's very it's immediate. And so I, I have found that wearing on my own just sense of orientation as to what I should be focused on and what frame of mind I should be in because a lot of these really have been tightly scheduled so yeah it's been it's been probably one of the longer weeks that I've had when it comes to all the scheduled meetings I know a lot of stuff is happening right now in my own ecosystem but yeah I'm glad that you were all were able to to what's whatsapp chat or what do you yeah, call it? WhatsApp. It's the, I had to download the it WhatsApp. Again. I hadn't used WhatsApp since I've I never went. used that before. Yeah. It's uh WhatsApp. Yeah. Well, it's what Facebook owns WhatsApp. They bought WhatsApp a while back. I don't know. I think it was maybe for two or three or four or five billion dollars, but uh Facebook owns it. And yeah, it's like the same thing as Messenger. I mean you got chats and vi- it's the same thing as any other service, pretty much. But it's not so Facebooky like Messenger is. You know what? I actually think I might have downloaded it like a year or so ago, but I've never actually used it, so it might be removed from my phone. I have no idea. I used it a lot when I was out of the country to communicate with people because it's it's just easier. I'm happy that because we were going to do the – my sister and I were trying to figure out, like, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do this on Messenger? Are we doing Zoom? What's going on? I was like, well, we should do WhatsApp because I don't think Dad has met the Messenger app on his phone. I know he definitely has WhatsApp. I hadn't had it in a long time, so I downloaded it again. My brother downloaded it, and I completely forgot where I was going with what I was just saying right now. Uh, oh, oh, I was going to – I was just thinking this morning. I was like, I really want to delete Facebook, but I have Messenger, and like, can you – do you have to have Facebook in order to have Messenger? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I was like, "Well, fuck!" And then today, it's just like, "Oh yeah, WhatsApp. It's the same thing. I can just use that instead." Yeah, I still struggle with finding the best, and I'm still I'm still offering tech support to my mom too for various things because they've got the schedule for the Illinois League of Women Voters 100 year anniversary of voting rights. By the way, that happened this past week. I I didn't realize that this past week was the one that it was the the week that the Voting rights amendment was passed. One hundred years. That's that's pretty awesome. But anyway, she's trying to get all this stuff uh, coordinated as the the lead person to make all the technology work. And one of the things that she wants to try and figure out, in addition to the league stuff, is how to record meetings as well. And that because she uses uh, Google Hangouts or Google Meet. And that is a whole different platform than Zoom. It's so different than Facebook. It's so, and so I have all these different technologies in my own head. Some have different features when they're free versus paid. And so you never know what the capability you of can, all these I know you can for sure are. record with uh, like the Zoom, the upgraded Zoom version, Zoom Business or Zoom, whatever. You can do that and you can store it on your computer or on iCloud, I believe. That's what my dad yeah. was saying. I didn't know that until he told me. Well, and I was last episode I was expressing my frustration the fact that for whatever reason we couldn't connect to the Facebook for the the live service stream. So, yeah, I mean, even even when you have the features available, unless you're the one behind the computer, like you or me, somebody who can understand technology, it is impossible to talk somebody through some of the troubleshooting issues that you have to face. So, that's uh that's a whole separate thing. I did have something, I don't know if you had anything else on that end, but I know I've mentioned the the this whole fountain saga that we've had since the very beginning of the, my parents have this Oh, like the thousand, stone, the, the half ton fountain? The, the 500 pound yeah. stone <laughs> fountain. I, I honestly thought it was a thousand pounds. I knew it weighed a lot. I was thinking it was a thousand pounds. Yeah, no, I think it was. I think it's like five hundred. Five hundred, so, okay. Like that. Still, no reason yeah. for a fountain to be five hundred. No reason for a <laughs> residential fountain 
that you buy should should weigh that much. I can imagine. I mean, I don't know. When I think of fountains, I think of things that you should be able to easily plug in and work, or you hire a contractor to build you one. I didn't know there was like this little thing that was somewhat in between with all these pieces that move together, and it weighs a crap ton of weight. Like. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah. Okay, so no, continue. It's, it's What's going on with the fountain? What's the latest news? So so I mentioned before, right? So the, the fountain now everything. works. Every, everything's all good. It works. But I mentioned that the birds found a home in there, right? No, I did not know did, this. I, last, I didn't mention this to you? All, all that I know, I have not been brought up to speed on anything regarding the fountain except for the last time that you spoke of it, which was when... You bought it from whatever nursery that sells plants and whatnot, and then you were, you were, they they fit together a certain way. There was a tube that you couldn't figure out. You call customer service, and they're like, "You need to contact the nursery," and the nursery's like, "No, you need to contact the manufacturer." And it was this whole thing, and then you finally figured it out, and it was a pain in the ass. But then the fountain was working, and everything was okay. That was that's all I know. Oh wow! Okay, so there this so is a there's two-part birds. Okay, I'll, tell me about I'll these rewind birds. a little bit. Give a brief synopsis. Give a give, real quick. Give a brief synopsis for people that may have not heard the previous previous episode. I pretty much summed it up. Just that was stupid. I just realized that I pretty much summed it up. No, it's fine. There, there are some, there are some parts that are that are valuable. Rewind. Uh, so my parents are both architects. So that's part of the reason why they wanted to do that. They have this this three quarters of an acre yard where they've got. Um, I mean, it's just it is. You've been there plenty of times. It, it is serene. It is like a nature conservatory, just locked away. You know, we've got the fence up with the neighbors you know, down the block. And so there's really not, and we we have, it's very picturesque. It's very tranquil. You don't, you're not, you don't see the neighbors. You don't, uh, you don't really hear anything outside unless they're throwing a party or something like that. It's all just, I, I mean, it's a mini nature conservatory. It's amazing. There's a little, little baby mini forest in the back of the yard. There, you know, wide open lawn, trees, Ducks walking through pine trees, all this. It, it's it's uh, it's a wonderful place to be, just to to gather your thoughts. And uh, my dad, he's a huge bird lover. He loves birds, and he's got I can't tell you how many books he has on different birds. He has a magazine subscription to I forget what the title is. It's like Amazing Birds or something like that. That he gets a, a week a monthly subscription to the. The various birds of of uh, the world, and so uh, he's obviously too has the binoculars so that he can check out. But we've got five bird feeders over the course of the yard, like massive, large bird feeders, and they finally found bird feeders that were squirrel resistant. And I think this is something that people don't realize exists because if you're in a place like the burbs of Chicago, you've got squirrels everywhere, and if you don't have a way to prevent them from getting there, and we tried for probably a year to come up with a mechanism to prevent squirrels from jumping from a branch onto the bird feeder and just yanking all the, the seed out and they would get the food. The birds wouldn't. So he ended up getting these things where it's a bird feeder. It's a cylindrical bird feeder, a tube that goes up and down. And then the little things that the birds can um, land on have a pressure weight of like 0.5 pounds so anything heavier than 0.5 pounds, will, it'll collapse and go down, which makes it impossible for a squirrel to get on there because it's all, it's all smooth, it's all that, and then as soon as something heavy gets on there, they just slip down and they can't do anything about it. So that has been extraordinarily effective, and let me tell you, during the summer season, they are voracious eaters. These are probably a good five gallons of birdseed. Four gallons, four to five gallons, like massive, massive, the size of your torso, um, like half, half, half your torso, length of your torso, half, half the width of your torso. That's how much bird food is in there. They go through five of those probably every three to four days. Hundreds and thousands of birds, I'm sure, have come over the course of the summer just constantly 
And this is a vast variety. Obviously, you have the, the common ones, the sparrows and the, you know, whatever. But you've got the the blue jays. You've got the, the red-winged blackbirds. You've got the robins. You've got uh, finches, gold, golden finches. You've got all these different things. And so whenever my, my dad likes to spend time out in the gazebo out in the back and just watch to see if there's any new birds that come on. And they've been, my both my mom and my dad have become very proficient in identifying a new type of bird that'll happen to just show up or whatever. So we install this fountain, not even realizing at this time that um, birds like to have bird baths. And you've got this bubbling water of basically fresh water just coming up and out and over and, and cycling through. And so within the first week of, of it being completed, we started seeing birds come down. These red-winged blackbirds and then the sparrows and then the robins and then the blue jays. And suddenly it's just you, you go outside and there's like two or three because there's those different trays where the water cascades down around. And they all kind of set up their place in there and they're, they're waving around their wings and cleaning themselves, especially during the hot days. They just <laughs> in the water. Yeah, It is the coolest, funniest thing that I've ever seen. And so, yeah, that that was just amazing because it's so close to the door, too. And obviously, if somebody goes in or out of the, the door on the back porch, they'll fly away. But you can watch them through the window and just they'll be there for three, four, five minutes just cleaning themselves, just bathing in the cool, refreshing, bubbling spring of water just that's cascading around. Just being a bird, getting clean, doing their thing. After after constructing the fountain and having it function at a hundred percent, at what point did you realize that birds were living or had constructed a home in the fountain? Well, it wasn't so much they had constructed a home in the fountain; they were using it as kind of a as a as a rest stop, I guess. You think about a long long term road trip. Okay, I was thinking. Okay, in, in my brain, I was thinking that there was maybe some type of. Uh, I was thinking that there was some type of area maybe where they were gathering sticks and whatnot to build a little home inside of this little nook that maybe was in the fountain where a cable came out or something weird like that. Right, yeah. No, nothing like that. We haven't had any homes built there, which is kind of hard with cascading water coming down in a, a circular manner. But what happens when birds end up trying to clean themselves in a water for an extended oh, period of time. They start shitting in the water. They start shitting in the water. <laughs> I Wait. thought bird I thought animals knew knew things like that, like not to shit in the watering pond. And the water You, you didn't know that though? Like, that birds don't birds don't have they don't have um it just comes out. They don't have control over it. That's why if a bird is sitting in the tree and poops it just comes out. Like, that's just the way it... Oh. Birds don't I, have that digest, digestive I tract. I was not aware of that at all. It just comes out. They have no control to, whether to hold or release. It just... It processes, goes through, comes out. No control over it. That's part of the reason why, yeah, they're so messy. And part of the reason, too, why when you have very populated areas of birds and they're crossing over areas, you'll see bird poop all over the sidewalk or something like that. It's because they don't have control. They just, they're flying, they let it go, and that's it. That's the end of the story. I was not aware of that at all. Yeah, it's, uh, that was a very fascinating, I I think I learned that back in like, I mean, granted my parents have always been big bird fans, and I've been pooped on three times now in my life by bird, so I have had the curiosity uh, to figure out exactly what's going on there. So, yeah, um, and bird feathers, too, but mainly bird poop. And so here my dad now has to, every five days, every week or something like that, he'll he'll have to go in and refill the water that's cycled over and over again just because, obviously, it's not a very nice place to be <laughs> after a while. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was listening to a From Police to Priest. I was catching up on some of those episodes, and I I, I don't know what it was. One of the... I listened to the last three episodes, and I think it was episode, I don't know, not the one where you did, where you were by yourself, which, by the way, didn't sound that bad. Doing it, if you were just talking by yourself, the one that was only 15 minutes long, enjoyable. 
So I don't know. I remember you were like, it felt really weird for me to be speaking by myself without Joe or having someone to bounce ideas off of. I don't know if I can do this. It sounded fine. Um, but anyway, well, one of the yeah. ones with Nicole, you're speaking. I, could, I heard a slight, very, very mild echo in the background. But it was only yeah. noticeable probably because I have a very fine ear for you, uh, trust me, I, I noticed that too. Those are those little minor issues, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, well, and and that's the thing too is because we're on technical issues uh, <laughs> from last episode with the the AC issue. I realized, oh, right. so I mean, there's AC all over the studio, but there's two problems being in our old studio, that room in the back, is that now that all the curtains are down and all the books have been re- removed more or less is that it's just it's just a square room with three gra- glass panels on one side and then just solid walls on other so you've got sound bouncing all over the bouncing place bouncing all but over the place on top yeah. of that you've got the core ac unit that is literally right by where we used to record and it just whenever it turns on t- turns on and off maybe about every 15 minutes or so it just goes which uh, they're like, wow, that is that is so not conducive. And I've got to give the uh, the Sunday service uh, for tomorrow, or well, we're not dating this, so got to give the Sunday service. And I have no idea how that's going to go. So it's strange because you don't really pay attention to that in person, but you hear everything. It's it's very strange. It's, it's also strange. it's like when you are when you're doing an audition and you're doing a self tape and. You're like, why the fuck am I doing that with my eyes or nose or mouth? Like, the camera picks up every Everything. tiny little thing that you had no idea you were doing. One of my instructors called them, uh, what do you say? It's a gremlin. He calls it a gremlin. When you are like doing that. something, when you're doing something, but you don't know that you're doing it, whether it's, like I said, licking your lips or sniffling or blinking excessively or moving your eyebrows around or whatever because that a gremlin but yeah just just like video audio picks up everything things that you don't even think about or don't hear when you're speaking in person so do we want do we want to return to the end of this uh little saga that i've yes done? let's go back Going yeah on. okay so continue where so, were you Bird, bird, birds pooping in the fountain. Right. Water having to be replaced. Um, and what I noticed actually happen in the past couple of weeks. So not only do we have birds and animals. By the way, the raccoon is still around. I haven't seen the kids recently, but you've got the you've got the mama or papa raccoon, the massive raccoon who's still hanging out at night that you can see just running through the trees, climbing up everywhere. And so we also have insects. We have a lot of insects. Like I'd mentioned, this was a weird, weird off-season for cicadas, which the birds absolutely loved. But we also have uh, ground ground yellow jackets, yellow jackets that, that had the nest on the ground that I bitched about when I got stung for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And we have lots of flowers, which mean lots of bees. Now, what I didn't realize, and actually what my parents didn't realize, is that bees like to drink water. And they like I to drink running water. And so in the past, past like three weeks, the birds have been replaced by, at any given time, probably about two dozen bees around the edge of the fountain, top of the fountain. As the water's bubbling out or whatever, and they're they're just drinking, they're hanging out drinking water, and I don't know if they're. <laughs> my parents are saying that they still see the birds come in every once in a while, but I'm like, I would not want to be a bird entering into that. Literally, it's like a hive of bees that are just hanging around drinking water, and they're not gonna sting you uh, or anything like that unless you bother them. So it's not a big deal. They pollinate the plants, all wonderful. But first of all, didn't realize bees drink water, and they love they have loved that running water that uh, that we do right now. But then the other thing, too, is I noticed it's not just bees. There are certain days when you'll notice there are no bees, and in fact, there's a little cluster of wasps 
or no, I'm sorry, yellow jackets, yellow jackets that are clustered around that have kicked out the bees. It's like, so we have both bees and yellow jackets vying for this water in addition to the birds that love pooping in the water as well. It's like, wow, this is this is nature like I've never seen it so close and so visceral what about, um, in such a short period of time. What about squirrels? You see any squirrels or chipmunks make their way to the watering hole? The the base is high enough up that it would be difficult for them to climb over and they wouldn't be able to get out if they did. So I don't <laughs> I don't think okay. that it, it would be possible for them to to do that, but I'm sure they would try if they could. Have you ever seen just in still in regards to your backyard but not the fountain? Have you ever seen deer or coyote just wander through your backyard all the time? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's um we actually had a coyote a couple of months ago, I believe, uh wandering through the yard. And deer, it's probably been one or two years since we've seen deer come through the yard, but yeah, we've got We've got the full menagerie. There was also another random animal, too, that I just can't even think of. What? <laughs> menagerie. Great use of the word. <laughs> I, I always I always think back. I always think back to uh, the Noah's Ark. Um, oh, gosh. African Gahu, I believe, was what the, the – when I was a kid, we, we did the African Gahu, and it was about Noah's Ark. And it was a menagerie of animals. That was like the first time that I'd heard it. It was a song that we sung that had menagerie in it, which is such a big word yeah. for uh, like a third grader to hear that it stuck with me ever since. I love that word, menagerie. I just I, – because I think of the glass menagerie, the the play, the little glass animals that – well, you got to read the play, but that's what yeah. I was thinking of. Um, so I, – and I was thinking so – the occurrence of coyote and deer well the coyote you said is all the time the deer you said it's been maybe one or two years but it sounds like the deer make more of an appearance than any child on halloween (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah you said before you guys get the it's either you guys get the king size candy bars and whoever shows up gets the whole whole thing thing. and you year after year because of the way that your neighborhood is set up and where your house is, just kids don't really come through. They make an appearance, what, every seven to ten years maybe? I, I think it's been about seven years. I think it's been about seven years since we've had a kid come, come And we through. kept thinking if they get the jackpot of the king-size candy bars, why wouldn't they return the following year? Well, it might have been the razors that we put in the candy that might oh, have okay. discouraged them from coming back. <laughs> um, oh, the other the other animal. That's what I was thinking of. The other animal that frequents our yard, skunks. Skunks. Uh, they they love the they love the wildlife and the the burbs. So we we get them. What about possums? Possums. I don't know if we have possums around here. Yeah, I don't think so. They're, I mean, we definitely have them in the Midwest and in Glen Ellen. But uh, huh. I remember one time in my backyard for some reason we had this trash can that was on its side but there was nothing in the trash there was no trash in the trash can it was just on its side and one of us went to go pick it up put it upright but there was a possum inside and it was like you know it hissed like (sighs) it's okay like the family know we know don't fuck with the trash can there's a possum in there for some reason every anytime you know, we'd go out to check, it would still be in there. So for three or four days, this possum just hid, hid out in the trash can and never left. Wow. And then it finally left and we put the trash can back where it was supposed to go. But it was just odd because there wasn't any trash. They like to eat trash, but there wasn't any trash in it. And if you think of the natural cycle of, you know, the earth... The sun rose and set for like three or four days before this thing finally left. So if you play in your head, you know how they sometimes do that in movies where they put the camera somewhere and they'll – and you get to see like a 
uh, sped up cycle of 24 hours. Time lapse, yeah, time lapse. A time lapse, yes. You, you think of a time lapse, and you're like, what the hell is this possum doing that it's got to stay in this trash can for three or four days before it finally left? No, I totally agree. I We had, I don't know if I'd ever mentioned you, but my parents, because they have the detached garage at the back of the property, that uh, it was, oh man, it was probably a decade ago, a little less than a decade ago, where we had a family of squir- uh, family of raccoons that made their home up in that little attic thing where you've, you've got the roof that comes up to the point and the, all the storage stuff that they had made a home of uh, two raccoon, two mama papa raccoon, and then like five little babies that would refuse to leave. And we weren't going to get, I don't think my parents got an exterminator. I think it was off at college at that point in time. But I remember that they were saying that it was probably one of the more stressful experiences because that's where they parked their cars, right under where these raccoons were living. So you never know. You open up the garage door, suddenly you got a raccoon like jumping down on top of you or something. You, you, you can't be certain uh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't um, – when it comes to stuff like that, I mean I've never had raccoons in our garage when we were – when I was in Glen Ellen. But – as long as they're not bothering me or causing any type of problem, I just let little critters be. Oh yeah, no. I sometimes see little spiders in my uh, in my room or my apartment, but you know, I just let them do their thing. Yeah. Well, and that- except one time, I did see, you know, the house, the little house centipede. The little, they're fucking massive. <laughs> you know, the centipedes that are like an inch to two inches in length. Uh, I grabbed yeah. those guys. You know what I'm talking about? The little things with like a thousand legs, a hundred legs. You know. What I, I'm I know what a about. centipede is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. But we, you never see. No, no. You we never can... see them outside. They're always indoors. Oh, okay. They got the long antenna. They got the real long like legs. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure that anyway, I do. Yeah. I even I grab those guys. I throw them outside. But <laughs> those I can't stand. Yeah. But uh, anything else and flies. If there's a fly, sometimes I got to roll up a paper and whack it only because it's just so annoying to have. And I don't want it touching any of my food. Yeah. Other than that, spiders, you know. I mean, in an apartment, that's all you deal with. But anything else, I just kind of let them be. Yep. Well, and that's kind of why I love the little little raccoons as long as they're not rabid. I mean, really, that's my, that's my only thing. Or they, they're not... You yeah, know, and that's the thing too. Why, you know, yeah, I just, I, I tend to be very cautious <laughs> around around insects or wildlife that I don't really know too much about. I mean, we're we're getting poison ivy back again too. There's so much out in nature that can mess you up. But you guys have poison ivy in your backyard? Yeah, it it pops up. The problem is because the birds, man, they'll they'll eat the seeds. They'll carry the seeds. It'll drop, or their droppings will drop. There'll be a seed in there and start growing poison ivy because uh, those motherfuckers are resilient as hell. Yeah. I feel like, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I feel like poison ivy is only poisonous to humans if you get it on your skin. I think so. If, like other, if it brushes up against other animals, it doesn't do anything really to them. I don't think so, Wait, so yeah. birds eat the poison ivy plants? No, they eat the seeds. Oh. They pick the seeds, yeah. Got it, okay. And so they carry the seeds, they Got drop it. the seeds. That's why we have the weirdest, because with so many birds or whatever flying over my parents' yard, is that there will be plants that pop up that have no right being in this general area, and yet we're seeing stuff just emerge randomly. We've, you know, sunflower seeds, um, like apple trees, stuff like that, like these these sprouts that end up popping up. It's uh, It's very interesting to see how nature kind of when you leave it alone, is going to find a way to populate it with whatever it really wants to. Life always finds a way. <laughs> That's why you see weeds and grass growing through the crevices on the sidewalk or on the side of the road. What is that? What is that? Jeff, Life Jeff, always finds a way. Jeff Goldblum in uh, Independence Day or something? Yeah. Life fi- or no, I'm and, sorry. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and, in, uh, in Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. Yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What else happened to me today? I guess not too much. That was about it. I mean, it's only one o'clock here right now in LA. Um, they, uh, they redid the parking lot. 
past couple of days. That was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, when are you guys when are you guys gonna redo the driveway? Redo the driveway? Get that concrete driveway. Mrs. Thorcell. Never. Do yourself a fit bro, my only concern for you guys is win is because of winter. Trust me. You know how many times we've had that conversation where you don't realize how bad it is until you upgrade to the wireless headphones or until you just get a new pair of shoes or until you just go ahead and just clean whatever needs to be cleaned. Dude, I'm telling you, you guys are not going to know what you're in until you get yourself out, get a concrete driveway, and get a snowblower. I mean, you guys do whatever you want to do. It's not in my house for the longest time. We didn't get a snowblower until the last until the last winter that we before my parents sold the house. Yep. Right? Yep. I know. And it was just wow. What and our driveway was just as long as your driveway. That's right. And yeah. it was just yeah. a game changer. It was just oh my goodness. It is worth the investment but that's just me so you keep doing your thing i'm sure in 5 10 15 years you're gonna say hey victor remember that one time that you mentioned we should have gotten a concrete driveway and a snowblower and we just shook our heads and just said to ourselves just let victor keep talking well guess what we finally did it and you know what we just want to say thank you (laughs) dude i'm telling you but whatever you're the one – you and your brother are the ones that shovel, right? And your mom? Yeah, it, it's Whatever. more my mom. Dude, yep. I'm, just, I'm just trying to help any way that I so, can. So this is, this, is, <laughs> this is a PSA from future Victor to the Thorcell yeah. clan. Yeah. Get the snowblower. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Didn't you – wait, 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 wait. You guys have one, don't you? Or you got one, but then it didn't work because of the gravel? Uh, it's a little harder because of the dra- gravel. Yeah, you're correct. We do. Okay. We do have. So you we do, do have that. You, so you have it, but do you use it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every once in a while, we tend to we tend to shovel more than. See, now you're making me think about winter, and winter is fucking like three months off before we start getting. Winter this. for you is right around the corner. We are dealing with ninety-five degree days for the next week or so. So I I refuse to accept that I will look forward to once temperatures drop into the 50s. That is going to be phenomenal. Probably get me back out and running I'm more. I'm thinking I'm thinking that I really want I'm thinking to, of uh coming out for maybe like a week in October just to enjoy the cooler weather in the seasons. <laughs> in October? It really? Is, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Maybe. Yeah. I cuz I do I mean as my, I don't like winter but I enjoy fall. Fall, yeah. fall, especially like in the burbs. I like wearing a jacket. Yeah. Because cold here is 65, 70 degrees. God, so gross. And freezing so gross. is anything below 60. Just why? Why? I don't know. The same reason why when Perry came, he came back to the States after living in Australia, she was wearing flannel when it was 85 degrees outside. And she's like, this is a little bit cold for me. Oh, that's weird. Coming from Australia, where it's over a hundred degrees every single day. <laughs> yeah. So well, difference. You know, it's just different. And I guess too. I mean, not there's a huge difference. I don't think really there's a difference between the Midwest and California. But I learned from Perry that if you're in a different climate, your blood, I guess, adjusts. It does. So like your blood will get become slightly thinner or thicker depending on where you are, and it takes your body three or four years to become accustomed to the climate, a new climate. That is actually something I didn't realize either. Uh, my grandmother shared that with me, is that when her and my grandfather had moved out to Florida like a decade and a half ago, they said it was the first three or four years they were like, oh, man, this is really hot or whatever. But then they're like, oh, now they become accustomed to it. And my grandmother is somebody who, you know, she's not happy with a temperature under 60 or I'm sorry, under 70 degrees or something like that. Is that the house is always even even in the hottest of temperatures, it's like 72 degrees inside, something like that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting for people who don't move around a lot or people like myself who spend most of their time up in fucking minnesota where it's negative 50 degrees out 
in the winter or my 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 blood my blood has got to be the density of molasses <laughs> for all that I experience. <laughs> I don't even know what would happen if I moved to a warm climate. Yeah. It's extremely noticeable out here when it's below 75. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, it's a little bit cooler today." It's definitely noticeable before below 70. <laughs> people, I didn't realize this, but sometimes people would come up to me and be like, "Wait, why are you wearing shorts?" Like, "Well, what do you mean? It's like 65 degrees outside and people are wearing jackets and and jeans and whatnot." But You're going to be such a little right. wussy when you come back to the Midwest. Oh man, I can't wait to see it. You're going to be bundled up in your winter jacket when it's 60 degrees out Dude. in the fall. I can't wait for that. Dude, I've got I've got some But I wonder though too, I wonder though too if just being in the Midwest like if it's 60 or 65 or even 55 degrees, if yeah, it'll be cool, but maybe it won't be noticeable because I'm back in an environment where I expect it to be that cool. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I can't wait, but I have winter jackets for you just in case. I got my pea coat. <laughs> Your pea coat. I'll probably need another layer. <laughs> probably. All right. Do you have anything That's else? That's all I got, man. I think so, yeah. Episode 155. Look at that. We're just powering through. Five the- episodes ago, we were at 150, just getting ourselves one episode at a time, closer and closer to Wait, 200. Wait, is that how math works? I'm confused. I'm, I, need to, I think I need to do some analytics here. Five yeah. episodes, one fifty-five. Only forty-five. Only forty-five more. more. Five episodes so, plus so we should knock that out in the next what three weeks now? In time for you to come back in October. I don't even think about it. I don't even think about the episode numbers anymore. I just know twice a week. Me neither. I you should you should totally time your your return to the Midwest for our two hundredth. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah, we should find a way to to make that that work logistically that'd be fun and then we could do it in the gazebo in the conservatory we could yeah do, in the, the conservatory. menagerie of, yeah. we, can, we can even live stream it that'd be <laughs> we'd have to figure it out yeah. by then no more we got time we got time we got two months okay well i guess that that concludes things for episode 155 stream of thought until next time peace <laughs>